Turn with me, please, in the Holy Writ to Psalm 37. If you didn't bring a Bible with you this evening, the ushers have extra Bibles. We'd be glad to let you use one of ours. Hold your hand up real high, and they'll get one to you, and and turn with us to these places. Let your eyes rest on them. It's a way of showing respect to the Lord. And uh, it'll just get in you better this way. It's a way of reminding yourself that these are not just the words of men, but the word of God. And if you respect it and believe it, it works in you powerfully. Psalm 37. Let's pray before we go further and agree together for utterance and ability to receive. Father, in the name of Jesus, we agree together as touching and asking for utterance right now, revelation of truth and light and life, the the free moving of your spirit and your holy angels in our midst. Give us, Lord, utterance. I'm asking, speak through me so that we hear not, not a man but you. And give us all eyes and ears to see and hear and a heart, mind, open, ability to receive and understand. Give us answers for things going on right now. Direction for what's coming up next. An unfolding of your will and plan. Remind us of things you've shown us in times past. Anything we let get by us or let slip. And, and we purpose not to be hearers only or to ignore it or to treat it lightly or slightly. But to be doers, doers, put it into practice and live it and do it by your grace and help. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen means so be it. You believe that? You receive that? So you're you're believing. You're not just believing for me to do a good job. You're believing for God to speak through me. Right? Beyond me. Hmm? Oh, man, I like it when it's like that. And it's like that on a regular basis. There's been many a time I've had folk come up after the service and say, Oh, Brother Keith, Brother Keith, man, uh, when you were saying this and you were saying that, and I say, whoa, 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 what was that? Say that again. Because I didn't really say that. They're hearing things in between what, what I said. The, 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 the Spirit of God is saying, and, and then there are times of, that uh, I'm saying things I, I never thought or I never heard. And that's, that's beyond me. That's the Spirit of God in me. And that's true with any ministers that uh, God called and anointed and, and, or were the right ones for that day. And, uh, you know, whoever was supposed to do the speaking that day, the, the biggest thing is are they the one that the Lord led to do it? Not what they know, not their experience. Come on, are you listening? Now, we we get better at yielding to him if we practice and make an effort. But still, if you weren't supposed to do it, then it's going to be dead. I don't care who you are, what you think you know. But God can use anybody that will make themselves available to him, right? And it's the anointing. Not the flesh. 
Not to mind. Not to mental. Somebody say it's the anointing. Do you believe it? It's the anointing that teaches. It's the anointing that illuminates and enlightens. It's the anointing that destroys the yoke and removes the burden and heals the body and the soul, the mind. Can you say amen? Amen. Say it out loud. It's the anointing. anointing. And the anointing's here. So people talking about the anointing say, what is it? It's a hymn. <laughs> Psalm 37, are you there? Psalm 37. God's got outstanding things planned for us this year. Do you believe that? just keeps coming up in my spirit. Outstanding. Extraordinary. Let's thank him by faith in advance. Lord, we believe it. And we thank you by faith in advance for extraordinary things. Outstanding things. Good and great things from you in this year. Thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Thanks be unto God. Psalm 37 and 23. Man, I'm excited about this message tonight, too. I'm just an excited fellow. The Lord just gave me this message. I don't think I've ever preached on this like this. Hadn't thought about it. Just gave it to me about, I don't know, four hours ago. Gave it to me. (laughs) It's so good as a preacher when you got something to preach. Man, it is. Now, I don't know how much you've ever done this, but I don't care how many time, how many thousands of times you've spoken or uh, when, when it, next time it comes time to minister, you don't have it until he gives it. You don't, now, you can come up with something, but it won't be worth listening to. Be dead and dry and empty as last year's bird nest. <laughs> but when he gives it, you know how you can tell the difference uh, between something that's him and something that's just a man or a woman? Yeah. Is uh, flesh is, is dead yeah. and spirit is quickening. Yeah. There's a quickening. Quickening. Life. Light. Because it's not just a man. Spirit of God's involved. Right? And you never get tired of that, do you? I never get tired of that. Psalm 37 and 23. The steps of a good man, actually good is in italics there, a man, are ordered by the Lord. And he delights in his way. Keep reading. Though he fall. Now let's just stop right here. Though who fall? A man and 
Obviously, you're talking about somebody that's endeavoring to follow the Lord, so that word good does have application. It's not just somebody wicked that don't believe in God and is rebelling against Him, or you wouldn't even be trying to follow Him. Can good men or women fall? Yes, they can. Though he, the good man, falls, what will happen? He shall not be utterly, completely, and finally cast down. For the Lord upholds him with his hand. (laughs) With his hand. Gets a hold of him. Picks him up. After what? After he fell, good man fell. Can you see this, saints? Um, Go back to the 34th Psalm, just right there nearby. 34 and 17. The righteous cry, and the Lord hears, and delivers them out of what? All their troubles. Well, they had some. Didn't they? The Lord is near unto them that are of a broken heart and save such as be of a contrite spirit. Now, this is talking about repentant heart and a humble heart. Now, this is very important. We'll be seeing this again. The Lord is close to who? People that have this kind of heart, a humble heart, a repentant heart, that when you need to repent, you're quick to repent and humble yourself. Verse 19, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but what? The Lord delivers him out of them all. Man, I sure like that, out of them all. Don't you? Out of them all. Out of them all. Thank you, Lord. Go to Proverbs, the 24th chapter. Proverbs 24, 16. A just man falls. Can a good man fall? A good woman? Yeah. A just man, can they fall? Here he said, a just man falls seven times and what? Rises up again. But the wicked shall fall into mischief. The complete English version uh, adds some light on the meaning of the, that, that last part of that. Even if good people fall seven times, they will get back up. But when trouble strikes the wicked, that's the end of them. (laughs) There's a difference between down and down and out. Like in a fight. I mean, you can get knocked down. But you can get back up before the count's over. Right? And keep going. And not only get back up. There's been cases where guys got knocked down in the ring three times. Four times. And went on to win the fight. Right? Knocked the other guy out. After getting knocked down. Knocked flat down. Knocked hard down. 
More than once. So knocked down is not the end. Is it? Even though a good man, a good woman, just man, a just woman, fall. And fall more than once. You can get back up. Right? You can get back up. Thank you, Lord. The title of this message is Strong Again. Strong Again. Do you know what we're talking about on this? No matter how hard you fail, or even if you fail more than once, or even if you were devastated, and at at such a point of weakness where you despaired of life, Is it possible by the grace and goodness of God to rise up again and not just survive, but be strong again? Be strong again. Hmm? Yes. Yes. Somebody say yes. Yes. Say that like strong again. Strong again. Oh, I like it already, don't you? Are we reading scripture, saints? Go with me to the book of Luke. In meditating on this, the Lord reminded me of a good man who fell and fell hard, but who rose again and was used mightily of the Lord afterwards. Peter, our brother Peter. (laughs) Huh? Peter was a good man and still is. Right? You and I will meet him soon. I think he's a good guy. He's a great guy. When uh, he first met the Lord, him and John, and through their fishing business and the meetings that they were involved in, obviously there's something in him when Jesus said, Leave everything and come follow me. And he did it. I said he did it. That took faith. Didn't it? And man he had some outstanding moments. In his walking with Jesus. During these times. I mean they're with him. Everywhere. In fact he is one of the inner three that's with him on some special assignments and missions that the others weren't. You remember Peter, James, and John went up on the Mount of Transfiguration, saw Jesus transfigured, saw uh, Moses and Elijah. They saw that. Heard the voice of the Father. Heard it audible. (laughs) They were there, you know, when he raised up the little girl from the dead. They, They were there when some of the others weren't. And on one occasion, uh, when he asked the whole group, who are people saying that I am? Peter popped up and said, you're the Christ. You're the son of the living God. And Jesus said, you didn't get that from yourself. The Father God gave that to you, revealed that to you. That's pretty tall cotton when the head of the church looks at you and goes, you got revelation. 
When the head of the church tells you. You got revelation. Now it should be said. That before the chapter was over. He said get behind me Satan. (laughs) To Peter. Who was saying some stuff. He ought not be saying. So that's a perfect picture. Of even a good person. Yielding to the Holy Spirit in the morning. And yielding to the devil in the afternoon. I know folks don't like to think that. But you have a free will. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you what experiences you've had in God. You can yield to whoever and whatever you want to. Anytime you want to. So Peter had his ups and downs. He had his mountaintops and his low valleys. <laughs> Didn't he? But never anything like what happened when they came and took Jesus away. You remember that? And he's out there by that fire and they're asking him, aren't you one of them? And he said, no, I don't know him. I think Peter would tell you that would be about the lowest point. Look at what happened though. How it happened. Because we need to understand this. In Luke 22. And 61. End of the chapter. When this happened. And Peter. Cursed and said. I don't know him. I don't know who you're talking about. They said well sure you do. You're a Galilean. Your accent. One guy said I saw you with him. He said no. I don't know what you're talking about. Lying. He's scared. He's scared. And he's shaken. And he don't understand. No I don't think any of them believed. What's happening could happen. They've seen mobs try to kill Jesus and throw him off a cliff and him walk right through the middle of them. And they couldn't touch him. He's seen Jesus face down the the harshest and the the religious leaders and and not bad enough. I don't think they ever thought in a thousand years this could happen. Which is a lesson to learn. When things happen that you didn't think could happen. That's when it's so important not to lose it. To keep believing God. You can believe God when you don't understand. Hmm? When you don't know what to do, you can trust God. You can hold on. Right? You can stay hooked with him. But Peter didn't. And, and, And the Lord turned and looked at Peter when he said for the third time, I don't know him. I don't know what you're talking about. And Peter remembered the word of the Lord. How he had said to him. Before the cock the rooster crow. You shall deny me thrice. Verse 62. And Peter went out and wept bitterly. I believe his heart was absolutely broken. Do you? When it hit him. And he realized. What he has done. I, I, I think he loved the master with all his heart. You know? 
And I think he never thought in a thousand years this could happen. But it did. And he's broken. And you know later. When Jesus is raised from the dead. And they sent word. They said go tell his disciples. And Peter. Ooh. That means you're not included. In the disciples. Because. You said you're not one of them. And then the question that Jesus asked him after he was raised from the dead, do you love me? And asked him repeatedly. We're going to get to that, I think, in in a bit. But in the same chapter, before this actually happened, back up to the 31st verse. Is there hope for people that fall? Thank God there is. Right? Even if you fall multiple times. Even if you fall and are shattered in the fall. Now how many know when you fall you can get hurt? Right? You get on top of one of these chairs, fall off, you could hurt yourself. Jump off the top of the roof, you could really get hurt. Right? (laughs) So falls result in injuries. You can get a sprain. You can get a bruise. Or you can get shattered. You can have every bone in your body broken. Same way with this. In falling you can get hurt. Oh but it's good to know. We got a healer. I said we got a healer. That can heal anything. Anything can do miracles. No matter how hard you fell or how far you fell from or how bad you got hurt when you fell. Y'all with me tonight? You going, y'all going to help me preach this or not? Okay. This is not, this is not one-sided, you know. Utterance, utterance is greatly affected by your hearing. Did you know that? And the folks in, in Sarasota. And the people on, online. Uh, in, in 31. Notice this. This is before. Peter denied the Lord. This is before all this happened. The Lord looked at him and said Simon. That's Peter's name. Simon. Satan has desired to have you. That he may sift you as wheat. You know what sifting does? It takes things apart. It separates things. Right? Takes things apart. What was the enemy wanting to do? Shatter, destroy Peter. And Jesus who's Peter's leader, who Peter had submitted to, the Father showed this to on Peter's behalf so that Jesus would have an opportunity to pray for him about it. You know, it pays to be where you're supposed to be and hooked and submitted in your place. 
Your leaders have a right to do things spiritually that they don't if you're not. And so Jesus said, I prayed for you. How many like to hear the master say, I prayed for you? Because you've got to know that prayer is going to be answered, right? Just him saying, I prayed for you means you got it. Because he wouldn't have prayed it if you weren't supposed to pray it, right? And since he did pray it, you knew it was right to pray it. You know the Father heard it. You know it was granted, right? I've prayed for you. That what? This is key. That your faith. Now notice, not that the devil couldn't mess with you. (laughs) I just bound that up so the devil couldn't tempt you and bother you with that. Uh Uh-uh. So that your faith wouldn't fail. If you understand, if you'll stand in faith and not quit, it doesn't matter what the devil does. See, people try to, you know, yell and scream at the devil and, and try to get scared and go, well, keep the devil from doing anything. He's going to, he's around. He's going to do stuff. Every day is a new day. He's going to lie. He's going to tempt. Come on, are you listening? This is not going away. I know you don't want to hear it, but it's not going away. Long as you're down here, the enemy is going to come. He's going to bring suggestions and thoughts and feelings. He's going to try to set you up for a fall. And the big thing is not for you to cry and go, would somebody please make the devil quit? It's not going to happen. Oh, God. You can make the devil quit. He's not going to do it. I know that's contrary to some religion, but study the scriptures. It's not what you need anyway. You and I have been given authority over him in the name of Jesus. The Lord has done something for us about the devil. He overcame him. He got the keys of death and hell. He got the authority and then gave it to us. He said, in my name. And said, resist the devil. And what? He'll flee from you. I don't care how much the devil wants to tear up your house. I don't care how, what he wants to do. Doesn't mean he can do it. The key is will we let him do it. That's the thing. Will we, will we stand in our faith and not be moved and resist him and him have to leave, have to flee? Or will we fall for his trickery and yield to it? That's the question. He said, I've prayed for you that your faith fail not. And if you make it, (laughs) no, because Jesus prayed in faith. Right? Don't you like that next word? When? Not if. What? When? Not not if you get straightened out. (laughs) Because I've prayed for you. You're going to make it. 
Convert also means to be turned or, or turned around. When you get turned around, when you get straightened out, strengthen your brothers. Help them. Friend, this is shouting ground right here. This is shouting ground. Here's a man who's about to fall so hard, his heart's going to be shattered and broken. And Jesus is already talking about him being a strength to his brothers on the other side of it because he's already prayed about it. Come on and y'all listen to me. Reckon he can see you and me that way? Certainly. Jesus is our greatest supporter. Do you know that? Hallelujah. Nobody believes in you more than him. Glory to God. Jesus is your biggest supporter. He claims you in front of the Father at the throne of the Almighty God, creator of the universe. We're talking about the place of authority and power that is above all the planets and the stars. We, living down here and running around the surface of the earth, we don't have a concept of what, what, what this is. Outside of this solar system, outside of all the stars, above it all is the throne where the power comes out that keeps all the stars burning. It's got to be an off the chart place. It's got to be an awesome, awesome place. And there is a man there who claims you. And stands up for you. Identifies with you. Before the throne. Because you have identified with him. Before man down here. On the planet. And you've said I'm his. And he's mine. And so he's able to say. They're mine. He believes in you and me. He's got big plans for us in this life and especially beyond it. This is training camp. <laughs> it is. We're learning how to use our faith. We're learning how to, to his ways and his things. And so he left us some curse and demons to practice on. <laughs> If you never had to come over anything, how could you be an overcomer? (laughs) It's hard to be a hill climber in the flatlands. (laughs) Ah. The Lord said, Simon, Simon, Satan has desired to have you. Now, when Peter stood out there, first of all, you know the story, he followed Jesus afar off. He trailed way back when, they, when the guards got Jesus and they're taking him you know, to the high priest and where he was mocked and 
all like that. He trailed way back. He didn't want to get too close. And we see now there was something satanic big time about what was going on here concerning Peter. He was targeted. Come on, are you listening? Yes. By the devil. And so we, we hear what was going on on the outside of him standing by the fire warming himself. And then this woman says, are you one of Jesus' disciples? We, we hear that and we hear him say, no, no. But what we don't know is what was going on inside, what Peter was feeling. It was beyond just uncomfortable circumstances. The devil was trying to shake him, was trying to sift him. We don't know what he was feeling. But I assure you, from what Jesus has said about it, Peter was being crushed with feelings of fear. Come on, are you listening to me, saints? He was just, he was feeling and experiencing all this satanic uh, temptation, pressure, suggestion, temptation. When she said, are you one of them? The devil screamed in his ears inside his head and said, do you want to die? You want to die right here? You'll die. Look at those guards. And just a feeling of overwhelming fear sweep over him. No doubt he was perspiring. His his, his pupils probably dilated. and, And see, spiritual things are not always discernible to people around you. What's happening inside can be very different than what you see and know. That's why when somebody falls, we are, not, we are told, we're commanded not to judge them. You know why? Because we got no idea what happened. I don't care what you, maybe you know what happened on the outside, but you got no idea what happened on the inside. And you're comparing what you think you would do in the situation without feeling any of the temptation are the things that they were bombarded with. You don't know. And that's why you shouldn't judge. Because you're not qualified. You, you don't know what was going on. You don't know how it got to that place. Now we know this. Nobody ever has to sin. Nobody ever has to fall. That they got no choice. They can't help it. Nobody ever has to. Jesus went his whole life and didn't. And he did it as a man. Proving it could be done. Now all of us have come short of that record already. By quite a lot. But. When somebody does. Remind yourself of no, no matter how atrocious it is, no matter how bad it is, remind yourself immediately, I don't know what happened here. Watch what you say. Hmm? You know what you see. You know what you heard. And half of that may be wrong. Are y'all listening to me, saints? You don't know what was going on. 
We know from what Jesus said, this is more than just being at the wrong place at the wrong time and getting caught off guard. Satan is pulling out the stops, personally targeting him. Come on, are you listening? We don't know what he was feeling or seeing or experiencing, but and we know he didn't have to yield to it, but he did. And he didn't have to, and that's not right. But if you'd have been in his shoes, you can't say what you would have done until you felt what he felt. And we're in exactly the same circumstances. And so, he said, he's desired to have you, but I've prayed for you. That your faith fail not, and when? You, when you're straightened out. Well, that gives you some insight, isn't it, that you, you're going to need to get straightened out. Because, and when you are, strengthen your brothers. Well, you can see the constant love of the Lord. He loved him before he fell, and he loved him when he knew he was going to fall. Right? And after he fell, didn't love what he did, but he still loved him. And still believed in him. Jesus is your biggest supporter. Hmm? He's your biggest fan. He's your biggest supporter. Do you believe it or not? He is. He's for you. He's on your side. He believes you can do it. And even if you bust the bottom open, he believes you can get back up. Of course, with his help. But he was already planning on helping you before you knew you were going to bust the bottom. Reckon he ever still prays for, for anybody else. The Bible said he ever lives to make intercession for us. Now, I want you to notice the response in verse 33. Peter says, Lord, I'm ready to go with you both into prison and to death. I'm ready. Was he ready? He wasn't ready. Did he think he was ready? Oh, yeah. Not not just a little that he thought he was ready. He's very adamant. And very insistent about this. I'm ready. You ever said you were ready? And only to find out later? You weren't ready? (laughs) He he doesn't know what he's talking about, does he? He said, I'm ready. Jesus is talking to him about they're about to take him away. There's going to be this mock trial. There's going to be this scourging. There's going to be the crucifixion. Peter, he didn't know all that. He didn't see all that. And Jesus is trying to talk to him about it and prepare him for it. And and he just says, I'm ready. Big mistake. Are you all with me, saints? Huge mistake. Why? Because according to Proverbs 16, 18, put it up for us. Proverbs 16, 18 
Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before what? Before a fall. Before a fall. If you're going to stand where others fail, it will only be by the grace of God. And only the humble get the grace. Are y'all with me, saints? The proud do not get the grace. The proud get resisted. I'm going to go over that again real slow. Do you believe those statements, friend? Are those scriptures? If you're going to stand where others fail, hmm? others had an affair, but you're not. Others lied and stole, but you're not. Others got back into their old sins, got back into their old habits, but you're not. If you don't fall where so many others are and have, it won't be because you're so much smarter or so much better. Come on, are you listening to me? You may think it, but it won't be. It will only be. Because let's just stop. Some of the brightest of the bright have fallen hard. Some of the most anointed. Hmm? Some of the most used of God. Some of the most knowledgeable have fallen terribly. Haven't they? Are you going to presume you know more about God than them? That you had more faith? That you were more dedicated to Him? When you hadn't done half of what they've done? Doesn't mean you have to fall though. How will you stand where others fail? Only by the wonderful, amazing grace of God. His grace includes everything you need to stand and not fall. The knowledge, the wisdom, the strength, the help, everything. But only the humble get it. And Peter is missing that at this moment. When he's basically arguing with the Lord. Hmm? The Lord's telling him. Peter. I've prayed for you. Something's going on. The devil's got something. He's got a setup for you. He's got a plan for you. And what did Peter say? Hmm? Are y'all, are y'all with me or not? What verse are we? 33? He said, Lord, I am ready to go. I got this. <laughs> you know, I've been in this ministry with you now for years. This ain't my first rodeo. I'm, I'm here. I'm solid. I'm your man. I'm ready I'm ready to go to the gates of hell with you, man. I'm I'm ready to go to prison. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to die. I'm ready. Was he ready? He wasn't remotely ready. Why are we talking about this? Because this hasn't changed. This is true with everybody everywhere. Hmm? 
If you're going to stand where others fell, it'll be by the grace of God. Who's going to get the grace? If you're going to have more grace to, to stand and not fall than they did, you're going to have to be more humble than they were to qualify for more grace. To get some results they didn't get. Jesus said. I tell you Peter. The rooster is not going to crow this day. Before you have three times. Denied. That you even know me. Verse 35. Let me see. I didn't finish reading it did I? Yeah I did. Uh, Mark's account shares his response. You have to put the two together. Uh, Go to Mark 14 and 29. Peter said, although all shall be offended, yet will not I. Who's all? That's the other disciples. What's he saying? I'm ready. I'm ready for this. I'm your man. To prison, to death, to the gates of hell. I'm your man. Jesus says, before the rooster crows three times, you're going to deny that, that you even know me. He said, no, I won't. No, I won't. Verse 30, Jesus said, verily I say to you, What does verily mean? (laughs) Absolutely. For sure. I'm telling you, this day, this night, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Verse 31. Verse 31. Peter hit his knees and said, oh God. What can I do to keep this from happening? That would have been humility. What did he do? He spake the more vehemently. He's getting uh, vocal with Jesus. Some attitude here with the head of the church. Now let's just stop right here. I, I, I can just hear people thinking all over the crowd saying, I would never do that. I would never. <laughs> I would never get in Jesus' face and tell him, oh, really? Oh, really? That's doing the same thing he did. Isn't it? It's exactly the same thing. If you sit here tonight and say, Never. I would never. Do you know why he did it? What he was feeling? What was going You You can't know unless you were there. Unless you were there. In those circumstances. In the years leading up to that. Anytime you're around people a lot. It's easy to just get over familiar with them. Right? He ate with Jesus. They travel together. They're in meetings together. Morning, noon, and night. They've been around each other for years. 
And Jesus is not pompous and arrogant. He's easy and accommodating to be around. And they feel free enough to speak their mind on things. <laughs> but how many know you need to respect anointing in place when the head of the church looked at you? They didn't know that at that point. But when their leader, their spiritual leader looked at them and he said, absolutely, I'm telling you, before this night's over, you're going to deny that you even know me. It is not time to go, well, well you're wrong. That's pride. And what does it go before? It, it precedes a fall. When you hear that attitude and that unteachableness and that refusal to be corrected, you know what happens next is falling. Are you listening to me, saints? He spake more vehemently, if I will die with you. I will not deny you in any wise. No way, no how. Jesus got, just got through telling him it was going to happen. And he's basically arguing with Jesus saying, no, it's not. No way, no how. That's not going to happen. And I know he meant well. And I think in his heart, he thought he was ready. But he was wrong. There were things he didn't see. There were things he didn't know. But friend, the great truth here is, if you're going to stand where others have fallen, it'll be because you have humbled yourself. Come on, are you listening to me? You've humbled yourself and was able to receive grace that strengthens you and enabled you to pass tests others didn't pass, to resist temptations others didn't resist. After the fact, go to John, 21st chapter. Peter is a changed man. You can see it in him. You can hear it in him. Everybody in this room and the other rooms have pride to deal with. You, me, everybody. No, there's not a person under the sound of my voice that has defeated their own pride and will never have to deal with it again. If you think so, (laughs) that's evidence that the pride is still there. Because you think you've done something other people hadn't done. It's subtle. It's subtle. But it's there. And it's ugly. And it can make the difference between you falling and not falling. Between you overcoming and you being devastated. This is no small thing, is it? The difference between standing and not standing is no small thing. After he fell. After Jesus went to the cross. Don't you know Peter had some hard days through there? Didn't he? He don't feel like he's a part. You know the enemy. uh, See the enemy's trying to sift him. And and 
completely shatter and destroy him wasn't just that night. It was this whole period of time. The enemy didn't let up on him. He, he was trying. I, I wouldn't doubt that thoughts of suicide came to him. Every other kind of thing. But after Jesus was raised from the dead. And some of the others had seen him. You know he appeared on the bank. When they were fishing. And in John 21. He said come come here. And he had food cooking for him. You know it's a. It's a thought that you can eat food, natural food, with your glorified body. Jesus did. The Bible says specifically they gave him food and he ate it. This is after he's raised from the dead. You know the marriage supper of the Lamb. There's going to be some eating later on. Uh, that was worth some folks coming out tonight, right? They're they, they like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Going to be some eating later on. John 21, 15. Peter is still dealing with some of this stuff. Jesus is resurrected, but he still denied him. And... When they had dined, Jesus knows what's going on in Peter's mind and heart, doesn't he? So he says to him, Simon Peter. Now, you know, the last time he looked at him and said, Simon, Simon, was when he's talking about him denying him and when he argued with the Lord. But he said, Simon, lovest thou me more than these? He says, Yes, Lord. Now notice, notice you, you hear this phrase. You know. You know that I love you. He said, feed my lambs. Keep going. He said to him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He said, yes, Lord. What? You know. This is humility. That I love you. He said, feed my sheep. Verse 17. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved. Notice he didn't, he didn't yell vehemently. I told you I loved you. How many times do you want me to say it? He was grieved because he said the third time. And he said, he said what? What did he say? Lord. You know everything. <laughs> I think he's ready at this point. If the Lord told him. You don't love me like you need to. He'd probably said yes sir. How can I get that fixed? Come on saints. Are y'all listening? Do you, What a change. Has come about. And this is where Peter. Is restored. This is where. This. Uh, he said, when you're converted, when you're turned, strengthen your brethren, because it's not, but just uh, uh, in, in our Bible at least, there's just uh, uh, how much space until the book of Acts? Huh? Anybody know who's first out of the gate in the book of Acts? Peter! Peter! Who preaches?
churches like a house of fire and thousands get saved in a day. Come on, are you listening? Who? 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 Peter. Peter. Who's absolutely one of the very forefront leaders in the beginning days of the church. One of the most respected. One of the most powerful. His shadow falls on people and they get healed. He comes in and pray for, prays for people at their bedside and they're raised from the dead. Huh? Peter. 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 Here's, here's where he was restored. He said, Peter, do you love me? Why three times? <laughs> he denied him three times. There's a, there's a whole lot of things here. And, but notice he keeps saying, you know. Lord, you know. Why? Because don't you know how many times did he think what he should have said? When the Lord told him he was about to deny him, what should he have said? Lord, you know. You know. You're right. What can I do? Time to humble yourself. Be teachable. Right? Ready to repent. What kind of person is God close to? We got read in the Psalms. The person that falls, but he raises back up the contrite heart. Right? The one that's quick and willing to repent and to humble themselves and, and to be taught and to make a change. This is such a big, huge key. Standing when others fall. You do not have to keep falling, saints. We do not have to just keep messing up in the same area. Can a good man or woman fall? Good people. Good people. But you got to quit. One thing pride does is try to pretend that there's no problem. I got it together. I'm ready. <laughs> and you ain't ready. I can do this thing. Oh, yeah, I'm ready. I can handle it. And you can't. You're not. Humility will admit. I don't need to go over there. <laughs> huh? No, that's too close to what I used to do before I got saved. No, I, I don't need to be around that. No. I don't need to see that. I don't need to hear that. Oh, you can handle it. It's time to be humble and go, no. No. No, I, I don't want to. I don't need to. No. Don't kid yourself. Don't toy with these things. Make it easy on yourself. Right? Avoid temptation. Stay out of the county. Right? Just, just <laughs> don't go down that street. Don't, don't get around it. <laughs> Can you say amen? amen? Oh, thank you, Lord. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Go to Ephesians 3. Can you take two more scriptures? Yes. Ephesians 3. Well, I'm moving too fast again. You need more than two more scriptures. You need four or five. Uh, go to Romans, the 11th chapter. <laughs> 
Romans 11. How do you get strong again? You humble yourself. Hmm? You humble yourself and repent. And you let the Lord teach you. And if he wants to use others to help you, you you humble yourself. In Romans 11, such wonderful news here in verse 29. The gifts and calling of God are without repentance. Amplified says God's gifts and his call are irrevocable. He never withdraws them when once they are given. He does not change his mind about those whom he gives his grace or to whom he sends his call. Even though they fall. Did we see it with Peter or not? Yeah. And back up in the previous part of that same chapter. Same 11th chapter. How he got to that. And back up in verse 1. This is the new century version. New century version. NCV. He said I ask. Did God throw out his people? No. No. He went on to say, verse 2, God chose them to be his people. He has not thrown his people out. People leave him. They throw him out. But he won't throw you out. If you stay with him, he will never leave you. He will never forsake you. And even if you fall and mess up horribly, he won't say, well, I'm done with them. That was the fifth time. (laughs) If they were serious, they'd have got this together by now. That was the 29th time. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done with them. Take them off the list. No. He'll never throw you away. It is written. He'll never throw you away. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. Can you say amen? Amen. What other scripture were you holding? Yeah, Ephesians. Ephesians. The third chapter. This is the BBE translation I'm reading. If we got that one. He's praying for them. Let's look at uh, verse 15, 3.15, Ephesians 3.15 and the BBE if we have that. He said, uh, well, back up verse 14. For this cause I go down on my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. Keep going. That in the wealth of his glory, he would make you strong with power through his spirit in your hearts. Can God do this? When you are on the trash heap, when you are broken, you got no strength. God can put strength in you. From him to you. Make you strong with power Through his spirit in your heart. You need that strength on the inside. In your core. In your heart. In your spirit. You can't get it anywhere else. (laughs) 
You can drink all the energy drinks and take all the steroids there are. And it might put your body in a flurry, but that don't put strength inside you, in the core of you. This comes by the Spirit of God. Keep reading. So that Christ may have his place in your hearts through faith, and that you being rooted and based in love, keep going, may have strength to see. Now, oh, oh friends, this is, I, I, I saw this today in a way I've never seen it before. What do you need strength for? You need strength to see, first of all. When you're broken sitting on the, the garbage heap, and all you can see is your utter failure, and all you can see is a dark tomorrow. Come on, are you listening? And all you can see is how terribly and inexcusably you failed. And again and again, you knew better. You knew better. You need to see something else. I said, you need to see something else. But in order to see it, you've got to be strengthened on the inside so you can see it. Man, I'm excited about this. Miracles are happening. In the house, over the internet, in Sarasota. I can sense it. Just like healing miracles happen on the outside. Just like a weak leg, God can make strong. He can make your insides, your heart, and your soul that didn't have enough strength to believe you could get past this. People say, there ain't no coming back from this. You don't know God. You don't, you don't get over things like this. Oh, really? God never used you in any substantial way after being involved in something like that. We have examples in the Bible where he did. Peter himself lied, denied, cursed, everything else. But on the day of Pentecost, there he is. There he is. Like he never even missed it. That's grace. That's the blood of the Lamb. Isn't it? But it's not all up to God. You've got, uh, Peter, whoever, has got to be able to see it and believe it and have faith to get up. And have faith that I can overcome. It starts with humility. We saw that with Peter, didn't we? Lord, you know. You tell me. Do I love you? I do. think I do. You know, though, whatever you say is right. A submission. A teachableness. Readiness to receive instruction and correction and change. But then he had to see himself being able to be used in the fashion that he would be. And that is seeing the love of God. Let's back up. Jesus said, Satan has desired to have you 
I've prayed for you that your faith fail not. And when you're converted, is he see is the love of God seeing Peter recovered before he ever falls? Here's the thing. You got to be able to see it. After a fall. He already sees it. But you got to be able to see it. And you know what it takes to see it? If you're broken and on the heap, you got to have some strength come inside you so that you can have enough faith and hope and vision to look up beyond this terrible thing that has happened and see something else. Hmm? This is supernatural. This is beyond you. This is, mar- this is something another man or woman cannot do for you. But God can do it for you. Keep reading. He said that the wealth, in the wealth of his glory, verse 16, he would make you strong with power through his spirit in your hearts. So that Christ may have his place in your hearts through faith. And that you being rooted and based in love may have strength to see. Sit out loud. May have strength to see. To see see what? How wide, how long, how high, how deep. What is? The love of God for you. How far does it go? How deep does it reach? It reaches. You can't be in a gutter of sin too deep that it can't reach you. <laughs> you can't be in a failure too bad. You can't go too far that it can't reach you. And after the fact, there's nothing too high it can't get you to. Even after you failed. But he's praying for them that by the Spirit of God coming inside them and putting power and strength in their heart, that would enable them to see it. Keep reading. That that you may have strength to see with all the saints, how wide, long, high, deep, to have knowledge of the love of Christ, which is outside all knowledge, so that you may be complete as God himself is complete. Now unto him who is able to do in full measure more than our desires, our thoughts, through the power. What power? What he just got through praying for? The strength of God's Spirit inside your heart enabling you to see and experience and embrace and receive this love and your faith works by this love. (laughs) There was a point where Peter, though targeted, tempted, assaulted by the enemy and though failing and yielding and falling and crying his eyes out and his heart being broken there came a point I believe some amazing things happened when Jesus was talking to him personally after he was raised from the dead right there in that conversation let's just stop right here 
If you are out, Jesus ain't talking to you about feeding my sheep. He's not asking you to do the nearest, dearest thing to his heart. Is he? How many know one of the greatest things, if you've really hurt somebody or done something bad to somebody or let somebody down, one of the greatest things they can do for you is to ask you to help them. Right? If you've let them down and failed them terribly and were unfaithful to them, betrayed them, and if after the fact they come to you and say, you know, could you help me with something? That's the love of God. Because you know they probably don't need you that bad. (laughs) But they're, they're asking. And Jesus, after Peter has stood out there and denied him like he did, he's saying, I want you to feed my sheep for me. What do you think that did to Peter? What do you think that he kept telling him again, I want you to now, I want you to feed my lambs. Well, that's all they had. Church has just started. All you got's babies. But then eventually they're going to be sheep. If they're fed, they're going to grow up. So the next thing he says, Would you feed my sheep for me? Then he says, would you feed my sheep for me again? And I believe the love, I'm convinced he saw love in Jesus' eyes when he's talking to him. He heard love in his voice. He experienced love just being in the presence of love. Come on, are you listening, saints? And strength came into Peter. To believe, to see himself rising above this failure. Strength came into him. He could see how big the love of God was. He could see how tall it was and how wide it was and how deep it was. And that he could have a glorious future anyway. Anyway. He he began to see it. His heart was strengthened to see it. And you know what God is able to do by that power working in you exceeding abundantly above anything that you have asked or thought. Did that come to pass with Peter? He's standing up there preaching on the day of Pentecost and thousands getting saved. Don't you think that was exceeding abundantly above anything he ever thought would happen to him after where he had been? Somebody say glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Whew. Philippians. In closing, I think. Philippians 4. I hope you got time for this. This is, this is well worth your time. Anybody ever... Got ministered to by Philippians 4.13. Huh? (laughs) How do you understand these phrases of uh, there are some things you don't come back from in light of this? (laughs) Huh? 
there's some things you don't get over. Hmm? In light of this. How, how does that jive and agree with this? Huh? Say it out loud. I can. Do all things. Through Christ. Which what? Strengthens me. Oh saints everybody. On the internet. In the house. In Sarasota. Be opening your hearts right now. I'm about to pray a prayer for you. Be opening your hearts. How many believe a flood of strength can come into you? And I don't care how badly you've fallen. How badly you've messed up. And how that maybe you've been for months and years that you cannot see getting past this or getting out of this. Well, that power enables you to see. And once you see it and believe it, you're already coming out. You're already moving that way. Jesus is your biggest supporter. Nobody believes in you more than he does. You think he loves you less than he does Peter? That was weak. You think he loves you? Jesus does not play favorites. He's no respecter of persons. He may not love everything you do, but he loves you. I said he loves, nobody loves you more than he does. Nobody believes in you more than he does. (laughs) He just spoke in my heart right then and said, say it again. Say it again. Nobody believes in you more than Jesus, your, your head of the church, your Lord and your Savior. He knows you. He knows the number of hairs on your head. He knows you. And he believes in you. He believes in you. Nobody believes in you more than him. Glory to God. Somebody needs to say, I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. The Amplified says in Philippians 4.13, I have strength for all things. In Christ who empowers me. I am ready for anything and equal to anything. Through him. Is that true or not? Through him who infuses inner strength into me. That agrees with what we just read in Ephesians, doesn't it? It's the very same thing. If you've said, "I, I can't do it. I can't do it. Well, that's true. But you're not alone. You're not by yourself in this. You're not enough. You can't see it. You can't get past it on your own. But he can supernaturally put strength in you. So that where there has been despair and pain, even for months and years, strength comes in and pushes that out and you can see getting past this. You can see overcoming it. You can see not just surviving it. You can see being gloriously used and blessed after a fall. Stand on your feet everybody.
Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. What you going to sing, Susan? What were those songs I mentioned to you? Which ones were those? Huh? Yeah. 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 Hallelujah. Let's let's sing that last one, but not do it too fast. Um, the scripture says in Isaiah, more than once, therefore the redeemed of the Lord shall return. Anybody remember that, that verse? Can y'all put the, find that and put that up on the screen for us? I don't remember the verse right off. But it goes on to say, they shall obtain gladness and joy. And sorrow and sighing flee away. You believe that? It is written. Are you the redeemed of the Lord? Jesus said to Peter, I've prayed for you that your faith fail not. And when you're converted, do what? Strengthen. How are you going to give what you don't have? He's already talking about strength. I want you to close your eyes. And I want to believe God for anointing to pray this prayer over you. And I want you to reach out with your faith and receive it. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray your word like you told us to pray. So we know it's your will to answer it and give it because you told us to ask for it. I'm praying and asking that you, our great Father, in the wealth of your glory, would make everyone under the sound of our voice, myself included, strong with power through your Holy Spirit in the inner man, in the heart. Strengthen them Strengthen us with strength and mighty power by your Spirit in our inner man. Everybody say, I receive it. I believe I receive it. In Jesus' name. Lord, I pray as we yield and give the Master his place in our hearts by faith, that you would give us strength to see what is the width and the length and the height and the breadth and to know and experience the love of Christ. Said out loud, I believe I receive. Opening of eyes. Opening of heart. Enabling me to see the height the breadth, the length, the depth to see the love of God for me, the plan of God for me, I receive strength to see it in Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah. Pray some now. Pray in the Spirit some. 
Keep saying, I receive it. I receive it. I receive it. I receive the telecrovac mandajelis. Nen velexon de vanyare gomanosha. Anveneblis in de skakre jore fedegeshi. Oh, kale priasi. Oh, hallelujah. Light comes in. Strength comes in. Enabling, empowering. Oh, hallelujah. Sing it again. 